All right, what's up, everybody? It's Haas here. Uh, coming to you right now from the Haas Talk studio. In Bob's turn five, it's currently Saturday, um, September 17th. It's 11.58 p.m. Races are over. Um, ASCS races just got done. I'm going to sit down and catch up with uh, Brody Brown. Brody, uh, buddy, my man, restricted driver here at Port City Raceway and uh, leading the points currently. Uh, was that the goal that was set whenever you guys started out this whole season? Uh, not at first. Uh, at first, we were just coming up here racing as much as possible. And then we realized that we may actually have a shot at it. And we just kind of uh, put our head down and went to work. And uh, just over the past couple of weeks, we've had some good runs. You know, like uh, these seasons will definitely go up and down. But the past couple of weeks have been up and hoping to keep it that way for the last night. You guys come every single weekend from Lawton, Oklahoma. That's a haul every weekend. Um, for you to be the caliber of driver that you are, having the team that you have, how much time do you guys spend in the shop getting ready for racing and racing? Oh, it's a lot of time, especially whenever school starts. And uh, You know, during the summer, I'm there almost every day cleaning the trailer, you know, doing maintenance on the car. And uh, it's a three-and-a-half, three-hour drive back home. So, uh, you know, usually we stay the night up here because if you get home at 3, 4 in the morning, it kind of ruins your Sunday. So right. we usually try to wash and then get everything ready for the week because if we race Friday, we have to load Thursday. So uh, it's definitely a lot of work, especially with uh, Dad having to work every day till 5.30. So uh, it's just a lot of work that we put in and uh, just everybody that helps us. So trying to balance school and everything else, because I'm sure there's like a deal with Mom and Dad that you have to have – at least decent grades, right? Like, whenever it comes to school, do you have to make, or are you like a straight-A student? Are you like, is B the bare minimum that you can have? Like, what, what kind of um, goals inside of school does mom and dad set up for you? Like, uh, B is like the, the bare minimum, where I keep it. Like, uh, that's always, that always comes first. And even if I have homework, like, I go to the race car shop, and I sit at the counter, and I do it first. And, uh, you know, that comes that comes first, but uh, it's it's a tough balance, especially with, uh, you know, sometimes sports and everything getting in the way. Uh, but, you know, we have it down to pretty good now. We did it uh, the first couple months of the season. Now going back to school, we're doing it the last couple weeks. So uh, it definitely – you don't have as much time as you do whenever I'm over there all day during the summer. So uh, it's a lot different. Brody, uh, so talking to you and hear you, hearing you talk about the balance of life as far as school, sports, and racing, how old are you so that people listening know how old you are? I'm 13. I turned 13 on June 9th. We were here or we at Creek Racing Speed Week. So 13 years old, you balance from racing and you balance school and you balance sports. So what sports are you involved in? Uh, this year with the championship and everything, uh, or trying to run for a championship in points. Uh, I didn't play football this year because that, you know, you're practicing till five every day and you just don't have enough time to do it, especially once you have to do this and you miss stuff. So I do wrestling during the off season, try to keep everything, you know, going great because that's kind of the slow time for us, it seems like. Uh, but, you know, I just, I try to try to do as much as possible, ex even whenever I'm not racing. So uh, it's just like, during the off season, there's not much of one now because we race till November, then we race the Tulsa shootout, then it's right back going in February. So, 
coming into this season, like you had come up here a couple of times to Port City. Um, what was your main focus before this? Like, did you start in junior sprints at I-44? Like, where, where did you start racing? No, so I ran a season in carts, and we went to Shawnee and a couple different places, and we were in the indoor, and I went straight to Restrictor and raced that at I-44 for a year. Uh, we did every race there, and, uh, you know, that was fun. And then we the next year I broke my arm, went racing some more. I think I broke my arm again. Like, that was a bad year. We didn't race but probably ten times that whole year. And uh, so, no, I didn't run junior sprints, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I feel like junior sprint drivers are sometimes a little bit more experienced whenever you come to 44 or Port where they run junior sprints because they already know the track. They just have to adapt to a different car. So you're, you're doing really well. You've picked up some May feature wins here. You've had consistent runs, and that's been the key for you this year in leading the points as you've been Mr. Consistent. Tonight, um, the racetrack was wide, and it was smooth top to bottom, and you really had to kind of time the racetrack a little bit differently. How did you race the racetrack tonight versus, let's say, last night whenever the track had a big hole getting into turn one and it had a lot of character in it? How did you have to adjust your, your driving style in that race? Well, like, uh, in Restrictor, we usually don't have enough power to get up on the fence. Uh, like, you can, but... It takes a lot, and you have to have multiple laps to get going. And, you know, like around the bottom, it's it's a balance because you got to get in it and you got to catch a grip coming off, but uh, you also can't, can't blow through it through the center trying to get to it too fast. So, uh, you know, it's just it's a tough, tough balance. And usually whenever there's holes up there, it, it kind of makes it hard because then you don't want to chop your entry off because then you're just a creek to the left the whole corner. So, uh, you know, this track, it – it throws a curveball at you every night. So, uh, like, every night this year, I don't think we've had a race track that's been 100% similar to the week before, the week before that. So it's always different, and I feel like that that's what makes race car drivers great that come out of here. You know, they just race on a different surface, and the competition here is just really good, especially in A-class and non-wing whenever you move up. Do you feel like racing this season at Port City has helped you develop your driving style, has helped you develop as a driver? I know it's your first full season, and there's still a lot of long laps and a lot of time that you're going to spend racing. But do you feel like this kind of sets you up for maybe next year to travel a little bit more? Maybe, um, you know, you run some now 600 races and you start looking at maybe moving up because I know A-class and non-wing has to be in the back of uh, – 13-year-old Brody Brown's mind. Yeah, that definitely, uh, that's in my mind a lot because I've ran a couple of A-class and non-wing races this year and ran A-class at Speed Week, and it's it's really fun to be able to race an A-class car and then go hop in a restrictor car or vice versa. So, uh, like, it's just adapting to that car. I feel like that's definitely helped me with throttle control and everything in the A-class car uh, and just, like, the closing rate and everything else that, uh, you have to develop and learn from, you know, at a track. Here it's a little bit different because you're racing so tight. And those guys are aggressive. They don't they don't leave you an inch. So uh, if they leave it to you, you got to take it. And, you know, it's just it's tight racing, and you've just got to be on top of your game every night. Brody, you talk like a seasoned veteran, like you've been doing this for 25 years. Um for you, is racing is is racing something that's been a part of your family for a long time? Like, did your dad race or anything like that? 
My dad raced sprint cars. Uh, I I never got to see him watch. He quit in probably 2008, and I was born in 09. But I grew up going a lot in Speedway and watching my uncle Joe Bob. Uh, we'd go every every weekend. It seemed like uh, I have a bunch of pictures of me as a little kid going up the racetrack. And like it just seems like it was something that was always like there. It was like you're gonna do this someday. Like it it wasn't ever forced upon me, but it was something that I look forward to doing. Right. And I still do today. That's why I try to do as much as I can to help and uh, try to put in as much work and everything that I can. Uh, it's just yeah, racing's been there and it's it's still going strong today. So is like sprint car racing like the ultimate goal for you? Are you like looking forward to maybe someday being able to to run ASCS on the national tour? Maybe go check out the World of Outlaws in a 410 sprint car. Is is dirt what you want to race, or are you looking like some of these kids that don't want to go race NASCAR? I I haven't really thought about it a whole lot, but um, I like I think it's really cool whenever you see a guy go hop in a midget in a sprint car and non-wing sprint car like Tyler Courtney. He's won an all-star championship, uh, all these cha different championships, and he's, like, really good in all these different cars. I feel like that's, uh, like, a really – that's a form of a really good race car driver, and I would look forward to doing that. Like, the point steal I've learned this year was really stressful. Uh, it's something that you don't race with it on your mind, but you race with it on your mind. Like, you still go as hard as you can, but, you know, you have to be consistent, uh, hit your marks, and don't do anything stupid that will take you out and just cost you a bunch of points night after night. So I would love to run for points like that someday. That's every every kid's dream. But I just I want to be good at whatever I race, whatever I get the chance to race. So let me ask you this question. Running for points, you're right now there are, what, three points races left. We have uh, here in a couple of weeks we have the Rujo Rumble. Um, all you have to do is sign in, and you're going to get the same points as everybody else. The last points race is October 8th. Do you feel like the beginning of the season versus now towards the end of the season that you're racing a little bit different as you're maybe not taking risk, that it, that it maybe calms you down a little bit behind the wheel? It calms me down, but then it also lights a little bit of a fire because, like, we're, we're up some points, which I'm very fortunate, you know, in my position that I'm in. And, you know, you've still got to be consistent. At the beginning of the year, not knowing if we were really going to do the whole points deal and just kind of playing it by ear till really about halfway through the season, it was – you race a little bit different. You race a little bit different whenever you're not running for points, I would say. But your, your main objective is to always go out there and win and, and do what you can. Points racing, to me, has got to be probably, like, the hardest thing, right? Knowing that it puts a little bit of stress on you throughout the week. How often do you look at point standings to know, hey, I am X amount of points ahead of XYZ? I, I try not to, but there's people that do remind me, and I feel like it's it's always good to be reminded of, you're here, you're there, whatever. Um, I feel like whenever I do look at it, and I, I try to figure the numbers on how many we can stand to gain. And then, like, part of me also just comes out and thinks, like, hey, we just need to – we need to keep doing what we're doing. If we do that, we'll be fine. Like, it's, it's pretty much already decided. Like, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, just whoever comes out with it comes out with it. So let me ask you this. Um, right now – 
you have ran 27 A features. And right now you have three A feature wins. You have 17 top fives. And then you have 20 top 10. So you're always consistently one of those drivers that's always within the grasp of at least the top 10. Your goals every night, um, I almost have to bet that you're going out every night trying to win every single race. As the season unwinds, are you more focusing on hitting your marks, making consistent laps, and gaining top fives? Uh, yeah, that's definitely in my mind. And one of the things, one of the biggest things that I've preached to myself and, like, my dad and multiple other people have told me is finish. If you finish, if you don't do anything stupid, you'll be fine. Don't do anything dumb to take yourself out. Like, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. But it's also, I feel like it's it's good. It has calmed me down, honestly, a little bit. Um, it's just, whenever you're racing for points like this, you want to try to accumulate as much as possible, but then, but then you also can't let that be the first thing on your mind because then I feel like if you think about it too much, you kind of psych yourself out, and that's whenever you have bad weekends. You talk about your, your dad being a race car driver. You, you mentioned your, your uncle, Joe Bob. Um, and it's kind of, uh, it kind of makes sense to me now because I didn't know there was any relation there. And I'm like, man, Joe Bob Lee's spending a lot of time up here with this Brody Brown kid. But now like it makes all, it all makes sense. Whenever you go to races outside, you're not, you're not driving. You go to Lawton Speedway, um, your uncle's racing. What, what's going through your mind? Are you trying to absorb some knowledge? Are you coaching him like he coaches you? Are you like, man, I, you should have went to the bottom? Or what are you doing up at the top? You don't go to the top in the heat race. Like, it, are there, like what do you find yourself doing whenever you go to races that you're not racing at? I, I don't try to, you know, like if they, if they ask me or if I'm in a part of a conversation about where he ran or whatever, I'll, I'll sometimes say something, but the biggest thing for me there is I, I love to work on these cars. Like, they're they're stupid crazy. Like, they do some stuff that you would never think they could do, and you can make them do stuff that you never think they could do. And they do, like, Joey Starnes and One Way Performance, uh, really great cars that we have this year. And he's taught me a lot, and I came up here. I've came up here racing with him a couple times not racing myself and it's really cool just to sit and learn and watch experience people do what they do because there's there's a lot of people that don't make it racing and I feel like I would definitely love to you know work on some of these teams someday if it doesn't actually work out so let me ask you this we we talked you talked earlier about you know you spend time in the race shop um homework comes first we get that done we get that knocked out of the way how hands-on are you on the race car? Like, are, are you a, is it a deal where dad's like, son, wash the panels, and I'm going to do the rest? Or do you actually have to get in there and help change the oil and help pull maintenance on the car? So, like, most weeks I wash the car. Uh, like, I unload it, do everything, tape everything up, wash it. And my dad will do, like, he's there a lot of the times during the evenings, and he, he cleans all the fuel system stuff. Uh, nozzles and everything that we have to clean there maintenance wise but I've learned how to do you know how to do your bars how to clean your chain how to you know change gear uh, do all that stuff grease bearings and bushings and everything that you have we well, don't grease bushings but uh, just I've learned a lot of that stuff and I really love doing it um, 
I can do about everything but load the car by myself, I think. Does that make you feel like a more accomplished race car driver, knowing the work that goes into it and knowing the workings of the car? I, I don't think it makes me more accomplished, but I do feel like it makes me – I understand whenever he says this is doing this, I've seen it and I've worked on it and I've felt it. Like I know I can work on something and then I know what it feels like in the car. And I feel like that's, some, like, that's a benefit that um, I'm really lucky to have, that people have taught me how to, how to feel and how to do and how to uh, watch the way the car does this stuff on replays and – uh, it's definitely something that I'm really lucky that I get to do and that people give me the opportunity to do also. So whenever you go to these different racetracks, you go out with now 600, some of the bigger racetracks, are those racetracks that you like really get amped up to go race at or do you, do you prefer the smaller bull rings like Port City? I mean, I-44 is even a little bit bigger, but like we go to places in Nebraska and we go to places like Creek County and Caney Speedway and things like that where things seem to kind of sometimes get stretched out and you don't often get time to really race side by side and really get down to the nitty gritty of racing. Yeah, um, I, I love racing everywhere. And I, yeah, I really love, like Speed Week was definitely something fun. I wish that we could have gone to Meeker, but I'm glad that we got to come here because, uh, you know, I like the quarter miles. It's fun, especially in an A-class car. And a restrictor, if you get spread out, sometimes it's actually really hard to, you know, get back up there and, you know, race if you get a little bit spread out. But I also feel like it can be it, – it, teach it teaches you how to be smooth, really, on those big tracks where you got to keep your stuff straight and not let it get out from under you. Um, I, I really love going a variety of different tracks because that's what all these guys that are great do. And uh, I watch them, and I and I really like doing that. And I feel like that'll be a fun part of maybe next year getting to do and run in different places. And I'd love to go all these like Nebraska. You said yeah. maybe Nebraska Speed Week, just some stuff. Uh, you know, we've traveled a little bit this year. We did Speed Week. We've ran Meeker and Creek and uh, Super Bowl down in Greenville. We've raced uh, a good majority of different tracks, but. Uh, I feel like there are more that I'd like to run at and look really fun to run at, and I feel like that can make you even better. Before you go to some of these other racetracks, that, a racetrack that you haven't ever been to before, do you ever, like, spend time going and, like, finding either, like, a replay of a broadcast or you find somebody that's been there and, and has a GoPro in their car and kind of study the racetracks, or do you lean on people that have been there, like, like you mentioned earlier, you've learned a lot this year from Joey Starnes and one-way performance, and he's kind of taken you out to different races and race tracks. Um, do you lean on those guys, or do you go do your own research? Joey's taught me a lot. That That is a really big thing that I'm really, really thankful for. And, you know, we go to these some of these tracks like Meeker and you know, Caney that the sprint cars run at, and Joe Bob definitely has stuff that really, really helps, even in a micro, like, most people think it's not, not that much, it's really different, it's not that much similar, but uh, it can actually like, really help me. And I feel like I haven't watched a lot of, uh, you know, replays and stuff from those tracks, and it's probably something that I should be doing. But um, word of mouth, definitely. I love, I love listening to what they have to say because they're, they're really good race car drivers, and they know how to work on these cars, and they know how everything goes together and works. 
So, <clears throat> whenever you make the change from your your previous cars to now the one-way performance cars, was that something that your dad was like, hey, Joey's got these new cars we're going to try, and you're like, oh, yay, Joey's Barnes, or was it something that you were like, uh, like kind of hesitant about, or were you like all gung-ho about the one-way performance and debuting that car at the shootout, right? That car... Uh, it would have been about a year ago. Uh, last year at the Ruja Rumble, I drove a car, and we had just picked up our restrictor one way, and we raced it the last two now 600 races of the year at Creek County. And that that went good. Like We were just trying to get things ironed out, and then we went to the shootout, and we really didn't do good there, if, if I'm honest. And that was my first A-class, and like legit A-class and non-wing race. They kind of threw me to the wolves, and... Uh, but but why do, why do you why do you feel why do you think that that wasn't that it didn't go good? Was it because of the fact was it a new car or was it just was it just that Tulsa shootout energy right? I, I think it was that Tulsa shootout energy honestly. Uh, I feel like you can get a little bit too amped up thinking about the driller and everything. And uh, A class that was like my first time there. And were you were you intimidated at all? Oh, definitely because. I remember my A-class wing heat race, uh, Kaylee Bryson, Stephen Kerbo, uh, Jake Agopian, they were all in that heat race, and I lined up right behind Jake. And dude, and the dude that's the dude that freaking won yeah, the shootout. That's, and my dad said, follow him into turn two. Oh, whatever, <laughs> or follow him into turn one. Whenever I got into one, he was in three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, like, whatever, he almost, almost, like, he was half a track behind me. My dad was like, yeah, that was, that was different. I was like, yeah. But whenever he went out and won, it didn't make me feel that bad. Right. So. So, you, you get to do racing. I mean, there's a lot of kids out there that wish they could do this, or sometimes they get the opportunity, and then either mom and dad don't want to do it anymore, or mom and dad can't afford to do it anymore. Um, you're a very thankful and humble young man, and it's it's really shocking to me that right now it's it's almost 12:30 on a Saturday night, and we're sitting here, and there's people all around us um, drinking and carrying on and having fun, and you're sitting down here having an honest and genuine conversation with me. Talk to me about um, the understanding of knowing that mom and dad, and that there's so much work that goes into making all of this possible. There's, I'm, I'm one of the luckiest kids alive because I get to come out here and I get to do what I love. And it, even if I do bad, it's not one of those things that it's the end of the world. Like, it's have fun. This is what you love doing. Go do it. And I'm really lucky. And I this year has really been an eye-opener, like I said, working on the car and seeing how much actually goes into this stuff. And that was something that a couple of years ago I didn't understand. Like, I wouldn't even help wash a car. And now that I know how much work goes into it and how much uh, that everybody has to do, it actually, it's opened my eyes up a lot to be able to, to be able to know what my mom and dad sacrificed and what a lot of people sacrificed for me to be able to come out here and do what I like. So let's talk uh, favorites right now. Okay, like... Um you, you have a lot of travel time, a lot of traveling time. What's your favorite thing to do to pass the time on the road trip from home to the racetrack? Sleep. 
sleep. You can ask my dad. I am I'm not a good co-pilot. Co co-pilot at all. So does does Brooks does Brooks sit there in the passenger seat and keep that up? No, does I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the back seat <laughs> on the iPad. Usually so he's not asleep. He's just kind of sitting there. Just kind of chilling. So do do you have like a go-to snack? Like do you like whenever you guys pull into the to the gas station to fill up are you like I want to get me this type of candy. Do you, are you like a candy guy? Do you like snack chips or what do you like? This year, I've really been on a quick trip grilled cheese kick type of thing, especially after the races like this because it's open all yeah. night. We've I've definitely stocked up on the grilled cheeses this year. The grilled cheese stock is going up. What's what's your like your beverage? Like I see everybody over here drinking Michelob Ultra and. Uh, your dad's sipping on a Coca-Cola Classic. Are you like a Dr. Pepper guy or, like, what's the go-to beverage? Do you drink a lot of pop? I try to stay away from it. I'm, like, water, body armor, like the black cherry. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. You, you got me a black cherry. I'm a black cherry guy myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I drank a NOS here a couple of years ago, and I did terrible. Terrible. And, yeah, I tried. Was not good for Brody. I think it was maybe because I was so like there. I was. <laughs> my eyes were probably. Hold on, hold on. I gotta explain this. What I just witnessed. So, so Brody and I are sitting like uh, just just right by each other here behind the studio desk. And whenever he said right there, he like muscled up and like got up into my face like like snap into a slim gym like uh, just on one right. So so you stay away from the energy drinks. Yeah, it it didn't. I, I don't feel like I did that good. And you're probably going to make fun of me, but I, I have some superstitions. One, mostly. Okay, so that's that was going to be my next thing that I wanted to talk about. Like, superstitions. There are so many guys out there that have, oh, you can't wear green, you can't eat chicken, you can't have sunflower seeds, you can't eat peanut M&Ms, you can't eat a sneakers unless you wear your hat backwards. And, what, like, there's so many random ones. Like, what are your superstitions? I The chicken thing is really what got me. Like, chicken, mainly the chicken basket here at Port City Raceway. It's really good, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, but we can't have one on race day. No, not on race day. Um, but after the feature, like after the A feature, the concession stand's still open maybe or not at all? I, I usually don't head up there. That's usually whenever we're busting into the grilled cheese. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. You hold out for that grilled cheese. Yeah. That grilled cheese must be on point. I want to have to go down to Quick Trip and grab me one of those. Um, outside of racing, like what are you into? Do you, do you play like the Minecraft or are you on Xbox or PlayStation or iRacing? Or like what are you doing in your quote-unquote spare time? I know as a 13-year-old kid, balancing everything, girlfriends and all that stuff, like you don't have, you don't have a lot of time for anything else. Girlfriend is definitely not on the agenda right Whoa, now. Whoa, that's not what I heard, Brody. That that is, who's your source? Well, I I can't say my source. I can't wrap my source out. I think I know who your source is. Oh, who do you think my source is? I think your source is sitting right across the table from uh, us. Okay, you're right. Okay. You're right, bro. You're right, Brody. Um, so so what are you doing in your spare time? Like, are you are you on the phone TikToking? Do you, I, saw, I thought I saw you doing them TikTok dances or something, right? No, oh, I, that must have been somebody I'm else. I'm very uncoordinated. My hips don't work with my feet, <laughs> and it it doesn't work. Uh. But uh, eye racing, I do do eye racing, which I feel like it it doesn't help me much. I play it more as a game than a right. than a help. But that's that's mostly what I do, and you know. I'm 
honestly a boring person other than racing. It takes up most of my time. Like, I get home from the race car shop, and if, like, we're checking flow and dirt vision and everything else to see if there's anything on. Like, yeah. If there's a race on, it's it's on in the house in one room or the other. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't, like, I don't have cable TV. I watch flow. I watch dirt vision. I check out Fast 4 Media, Dirt 2 Media. Um, and then if all those fails, I go to Netflix and watch some, like, random documentary. But that's neither here nor there. Um so the superstitions is the only one is a chicken basket. As of now, that is the only one. As of 2022, the only one is chicken, chicken on basket. race day. No chicken on race I, day. I just try to steer clear of it on race day. That's definitely. So Dad, Dad did eat chicken from Sonic today, though. And he and ran he second. Was, he was halfway through, and Sydney pointed it out. She was like, "Hey, you're eating chicken," and I, I was not happy, but maybe it's just. Nay, nay. Nay, nay on chicken day. Yeah. So we're over here talking about how great Joey Starnes is and, like, how great of a, an inspiration and how good of a leader Joey Starnes is. Well, that's when it comes to race cars. <laughs> I love that. He's going to have to listen to that high five on that one. That's whenever it comes to race cars. He doesn't even know what we just said, but that was great. That was fantastic. Um, Brody... Does it does it bother you that your nickname is Boo Boo? It did at first, but then once you started saying it, I think it was pretty well over. Like, it, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's cool. Well, you don't get to choose your nickname. That's the point of a nickname, right? Right. So uh, that that brings up a good point. Like somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, um, can you start calling me such and such?" And I said, "Why?" And he said, "That's my gamer tag." I'm like, dude. Your nickname does not come from your gamer tag. Your nickname is like given to you by your your peers, by your by your team, by whatever. Like I didn't give myself the name Haas. Like that came from an old man at a racetrack that saw me pushing a race car on a trailer by myself and he goes, That boy's a Haas and I'm like, <laughs> That's a cool nickname. Like I I want that nickname. So for the past uh, let's say 20 years, I've been Haas. Like, my grandmother calls me Haas. My whole family calls me Haas. Hopefully your family doesn't grab onto the boo-boo, but we never know. Um, you never know. As a 13-year-old kid, Brody, racing and just growing up in racing, you've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff. You've been very fortunate, um, and you've already said that you're the luckiest kid alive. For any kid that's out there that may be just now starting racing, I know you haven't been racing for 50 years and everything else, but I feel like, Brody, you are wiser than your years, right? You're a smart kid. I feel like you have a piece of advice or something that you could tell even one of your peers or, or a younger racer. Like, what kind of advice could you give to somebody younger than you or maybe even the same age or maybe even older, like, about racing in general? Uh, that's one that I've definitely had to think about. Uh, I, that's, that's a tough one. Like, I definitely, if I, if I say something like that to somebody my age or younger, I don't say it as like, you need to do this. It's, it's more of like a, it's what I do. I try, cause that doesn't work out for everybody. Right. Like, um, what I do may not be good for A or B, but it, it works for me and a lot of drivers are different. But I definitely, like, I would tell people, if you can, try to be hands-on. Because I feel like you can learn the workings of your race car a lot better if you're working on the car itself. 
Brody Brown, I think that that is a, a great piece of advice. The first piece that you said there that, hey, whatever works for me, it may not work for you, but here's what I'm doing. But then to be hands-on. There's so many kids that just expect mom and dad just to do it and that they may not find the success really quick. Um, but I think you being hands-on and having an open mind and learning from some pretty decent guys. We're not going to pump their egos too much. They're pretty decent guys. Um, but kind of focusing in on what they do and what they've done um, helps a lot. So, uh, man, I just want to say thank you for taking time to chat with me. This has been a fun little chat, and um, I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. And I, I know it's going to be big. I know it's going to be huge. Um, but will you promise me that whatever you do in the future, that you'll take me with you? Oh, like yeah. You'll let me be a part of that wild ride and adventure? Yeah, definitely. Fist bump at the end of the interview. Brody Brown right here on Haas Talks. Thanks for tuning in, guys.